everyone. Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 12 of Very Unimportant People. I'm your host, Lydia, and I am obsessed with Beetlejuice, the musical. And I'm your other host, Courtney, and I unlocked a new level of Crazy Cat Lady this week. Okay, guys, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the poll results, the highly anticipated part of the podcast. You're lucky we put it in at the beginning. Um, So the first question was relating to the D.A.R.E. program, which had failed at stopping kids from doing drugs. Um, Some of the kids, some of the kids were still fine. But the first question was, have you done drugs? (laughs) Pretty simple, pretty off the bat. If you ever done drugs? You could say yes. This was the first 50-50 we've ever gotten on the podcast. And it's surprising kind of that it was that it was 50-50. Yeah. I really thought it wasn't going to be 50-50, especially because like in Canada there's a drug that's legal to do. Yeah. So that's I weird. definitely thought that more people had done drugs. Like I don't know why I'm under that impression that like every single person has done pot. You know what? But there's though? just some people out there who just don't. I think that it might have something to do that it feels really sketchy answering an online poll asking you if you've done drugs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I, was like, I said it was anonymous. Your secrets are completely safe. I put a disclaimer. No, I know house. you did, but still, just like <laughs> telling the internet, yes, I've done drugs might not be like the best True. move for some people. Maybe people living outside of Canada. So. I'm sorry if you were sketched out by that question, but I'm going to chalk it up to that because I really think more than 50% of listeners have tried drugs. I agree. It's, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, so the second question was, um, did you ever have a drug education program come to your elementary school? Hmm. I was trying to figure out a correlation here between the people who had done drugs and hadn't. 68% of people said yes, they have okay. had these people come to their school. 32% said no. Um I'm not so very that good at stats. <laughs> in my head, I was trying to be was like, so say. that means. I, but I don't know. I what didn't it really means. get much out of it. It's hard when it's 50 50. Like, I, <laughs> I was just kind of like. That means, okay, okay. Majority of people have gotten a drug education program at their school. And I guess it didn't stop some people, but it stopped. I don't know. I don't know where I was going yeah. with that. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It was a, it was a difficult one. I don't, I don't know either. I was expecting it to be more clear cut, but obviously drugs are a very complicated thing, which Dare found out. You can't just scare people away from doing them. So mm-hmm. I mean, we found that out too. Um, the second question was about Courtney's mannequin weirdness. Number one. Is it weird that mannequins have nipples? Yes. 74%? Yay! Wait. (laughs) Wait. 74? How is is that not 100? Like, who is like... Okay. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying not Great to be judgmental. Question. I'm trying to be less judgmental in my life. Never mind. <laughs> but that's yeah, weird. Yeah, some people, I guess, just don't... I think some people don't have an opinion, mm. and they just decided to go for no. Yeah, I guess that not that many um, people, like, think about it, really. Like, like I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> um, and then the next question was, since the argument for mannequin nipples on a woman is to make them anatomically correct, should mannequin men have anatomically correct dicks? 73% yes! We lost a percent! Oh, yeah, we did. We <laughs> did. We lost a person. Kind of weird that that happened. But yeah, one more person voted no for Weird. That. So somebody only wants nipples on female mannequins breasts oh but doesn't want penises on male mannequins that's a little it's a little fishy uh so yeah so it's interesting because almost equal amounts of people are weirded out by nipples mm. yet they still want anatomically correct i don't think that's the case on I don't think that's the case. I think yeah, people I mean. <laughs> are weirded out by the nipples being on the mannequins, but they're like, hey, they're there mm. anyways. So if they're on the female nipples, it only makes sense that we should make the dick to make it make more sense. They're like, it doesn't make sense, but this is one way to make it make more sense. So I don't think it's like a being okay for with equality. one. Yeah, for equality's sake. Come on. <laughs> Let's sexualize both. My bad, my bad. Okay. Let's slip in there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun thank you guys so much for participating um keep your eye out for the poll for this week it's gonna be great um it's up on tuesdays on our instagram at very.unimportant.people be sure to let us know your opinions on some of the stuff we talked about we love it when you guys engage with us and yeah so excited to hear from you guys next week or sorry tomorrow because tomorrow's tuesday and today's monday oh yeah technically see you then (laughs) See you then, guys. Ooh, tell me everything. <laughs> um, so our smaller cat Zola, um, has decided now that she must be walked every morning. I took her outside <laughs> once because, like, it's spring here now, and I was really loving the spring weather, and I wanted to be outside, and like, I love my cat, yeah. so I was like, okay, gonna bring my cat outside with me. Maybe she'll enjoy the weather, too. And I was very right about that the fact that she would enjoy the weather. But now, like, oh, no. every morning, she sits by our front door and, like, screams at the front door until I take her out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> so we, like, oh, walk around, the, like, the house that we live in. It has a pretty big, like, green space outside. So we just yeah. basically, like, walk around the yard and she, like, digs in all the gardens and catches all the flies and that's so cute she's actually pretty good on the leash too so i'm kind of like thinking maybe of trying to bring her like maybe to the beach or like (gasps) on a little bit of a hike i don't know i don't know i haven't i haven't decided yet if i want to do that but she's yes i'm making the decision for you yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's just like been my life which has actually been good because i don't think i realized like how much seasonal depression I had until it got yeah. nice outside and until I went outside and then I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. So it's been good yeah. to have oh like Zola force me to take a minute to like sit outside every morning. So yeah, just hang out. That's not so amazing. God. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. 
<laughs> she's really good at walking. She like follows me along. Like she'll actually walk on the leash, not do the cat oh, thing wow. where they just roll over. Yeah. They just like lie down and just chill. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Her so. like her fur like puffs up around her head and I makes know. her look like a giant circle a head. Chubby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she has like cute. no neck. I don't know what happened, but they forgot <laughs> to give my cat a neck. Yeah, they did. <laughs> what about you? How's ones. this uh Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice obsession, obsession going? Pretty amazing, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Um mm-hmm. You know, the music just gives me so much joy and I'm just at this point right now that I've been listening to it nonstop and it's been stuck in my head for like the past two weeks now. And now I'm scared of getting sick of it and I don't know what's going to come next and I don't know what's going to bring me joy anymore once I get sick of it. Oh, no. So it's like this weird... I'm at, I'm, in, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like trying to stop myself from consuming too much of it because I know then I'll get sick of it faster. And if I like do it slower, then I can still use the songs to like bring me so much joy instead of just being like, oh, skip. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I made the mistake of listening to it while going for a walk um, and like that was like too much because I was like walking and like I was focusing on the walk, so I wasn't fully focused on the music. And then it kind of turned into background music, and that's not what I want with it. Like that's not what I want to use it for. You like next time I need to do a podcast or just like some random process. music. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just practicing a lot of self control right now. Mm. Um, really trying to stop myself, but um, I really don't want to. But it's stuck in my head all the time. I'm going to out you a little bit because I would like to just um, let everybody know that in this practice of self-control that Lydia is practicing, um, I received an email at like, <laughs> what time was it? Hold like 11.30 on. at night? Maybe. Yeah, like 11.30 <laughs> at night. And it was, <laughs> it was a copy oh. of the musical that somebody recorded on their phone and then posted or like a video camera then posted to YouTube and Lydia had downloaded it I guess she put it in a Google Drive and then sent me the file I actually it's someone else's Google Drive oh, um, folder okay. I found okay. it on Reddit and they were like this is where you guys should watch it and I was like okay great and it's the full theater Broadway stage bootleg version it's like in the orchestra seating too so like it's very good very close up <laughs> I just like how your version of, like, practicing self-control is just not listening to the music, but then, like, obsessively Googling it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's an issue. (laughs) Like, I've been obsessively Googling it. I, like, can't get enough of the content that they're giving me. But they don't give me enough content. Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, the girl in the musical who plays... um, Lydia um, <laughs> she left she like had this crazy there was some drama oh, that shit. went down on stage or backstage or something like that and she left and had her last performance and then someone else replaced her like the next day and like it's just not normal for someone to leave a Broadway show without an announcement without telling anybody what they were doing where they were going or anything like that so like obviously I had to look into that and you know when you first google it <laughs> it's like she left to pursue video stuff and like to pursue other things you don't do that in the middle of a show i was like yeah sure sure thing girl so i started like watching more stuff and it it turns out she was i feel like it might have been a little stressful to have her on because she 
didn't get ready until like two minutes before the curtains opened and like she just did like barely any makeup and like it's fine she didn't need to do makeup like she has really good skin and she doesn't like to like put makeup on and stuff like that but I can imagine how stressful that is for like to have the entire cast ready and like Beetlejuice's makeup takes like 30 minutes and then they do like a vocal warm-up and she's like yeah I don't do a vocal warm-up because it's just like another thing to like add on because her voice like once you listen to it like her voice is so amazing and she does like this like kind of like screamy type of like gothy girl vibe so I can imagine how hard it is on her voice Mm. to do that every night so I kind of understood that part but apparently she would like skip shows randomly without telling anybody and she would like show up after like being high all day and like show up and apparently she had like a drug problem she was 18 at the time that this was did she um participate in the dare program when she was younger most likely, yeah, yes. Probably. <laughs> That's probably the cause of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's like, crazy. I, I the understudy it must have been just like on call 24 7. To have someone Pretty just like much. not show up to the show, that's so stressful. Oh. Mm-hmm. She would just call in sick, and they're like, you can't call in sick again. <laughs> She's like, yes, I can. <laughs> But, I mean, you can't think about any of that when you're watching her on stage because she's very talented. Like, so, extremely talented. Do you think that she got fired from the show is the reason that she left because of all that? Or yeah. do you think that it was her own thing that she left? I think it was a mixture of both. I think it was, like, a fired slash left. Like, they were, like, I think there must have been, like, an ultimatum involved or something like that. And apparently she has an out clause in her contract and she used that clause mm-hmm. to, like, leave or whatever without too much, like repercussions um, in advanced like knowing about it and stuff like that yeah, yeah 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 so yeah she just managed to like get out of it or they were just like you can't keep doing this anymore like threatening her I, I don't really know like those details but I know that there was some some drama some backstage hmm. yeah a little bit of conflict interesting the more you know Hmm. <laughs> well thank you for enlightening us with that uh no problem with that information <laughs> I really just like, as you can see, like, yeah, rabbit holes, they happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're very familiar holes. with them on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we jump into opinions for this week? <laughs> Is there anything yes. else that we need to, that we need to cover? Um, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. 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 There's one more thing. Okay. Go There's ahead. One more thing about sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to. It's okay. You. It's it's fine. No. Thank you so much for like <laughs> giving me the time <laughs> to talk about my new obsession. Um. So as we all know, right? My name is Lydia, and the main character in the show's name is Lydia. And you know, as a Lydia, I have never felt more represented in my life, in my entire life, than by like this character because like my name is nowhere, even though it's spelled wrong it's spelled with a y in the show mine is with an i but it's fine i mean that's the closest i'll get (laughs) yeah right um but she has like a really cool like stage costume and like she has this one moment where like i don't want to spoil too much of it but she wears like this big like red dress like really really pretty and my idea is to go as her for halloween in either one of those dresses and i could be like i'm lydia for halloween but that's my name (laughs) that's a good idea 
<laughs> Thank you. That is a very good idea. Good job. Good job. Thank you. I mean, yeah, apart I from the fact that, it. like, no one's going to understand what you're talking about. No one. Because no one's really no one. seen this musical unless you <laughs> also have access to this Google Drive that Lydia has access to. <laughs> Um, but it's it is a good idea on spotify oh true 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 but they can't see them on spotify uh, yeah i know i know it's so sad so yeah i haven't decided if i'm gonna like do the black dress or the red dress because the red one is way more complicated but like mm-hmm. it's so beautiful but the red one i can like make it a little slutty so Ooh. i think that like maybe i know right like that one would be a little more appropriate for like a 20 halloween setting three-year-old halloween person <laughs> but like because i'm worried that the bread one would be a little bit too close to cosplay and like people would be like is she a weirdo and like you know i would be like really okay worried hold about on. being judged you're dressing up as the character from a unknown musical <laughs> yeah i've committed outing yourself as a musical theater buff but you're concerned yeah. about people thinking that you're weird yeah okay <laughs> there's a lot going on <laughs> <laughs> oh, but honestly like i kind of love it i think cosplay is like coming into regular media and mm-hmm. like it's kind mm-hmm. of becoming super mainstream so like That's luckily true. people are making cosplay cool so i'm really excited about that and like you know big respect and yeah, I'm gonna do it. So <laughs> I'm excited for you. I think it's a great idea. I just think that like musical theater kids are a little weird, but that's what I love about yeah, that's us, true. our breed of people. So yeah. just own it. Don't be afraid of being weird. Okay, okay, own I'll it. own it. I'll own it. Own I was just like, I like went through this thing last night where I was sitting there and I was like, okay, if I do this, I'm obviously gonna want to post it on Instagram, and then I'm gonna post it on Instagram, and then like. People I haven't talked to in like five years are gonna like it, and then I'm gonna be like, "What are they thinking about?" But it's just, it's just too much. People don't actually care that much. I don't you know, think they so. Don't, they don't spend more than one second thinking about me when they see the picture, so I can't you just get gotta too do caught it. up in that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's it for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. Cool. Um, so this week, you guys, I'm going to bring you into the world of Greek mythology. Um, this week, I wanted to talk about Medusa, our queen, because I think that she is extremely misunderstood. There is this whole theory around her that she's this evil woman who petrifies people and turns them into stone the second that they see her and they're so like scared of like going up to her and they make her seem like she's very evil but she was actually cursed first of all there was this whole issue okay i wrote like a little um story for you guys so i'm excited ready yeah (laughs) oh and also a part of it is going to be that athena um the goddess is a terrible feminist let's get into it oh okay (laughs) love it Once upon a time, in Greek mythology, there was monsters making love, and they had three (laughs) monster daughters, and they were called Gorgons. But wait! One of them is mortal, and she's extremely gorgeous! It's our protagonist, Medusa! (laughs) As she grows older, she captured the hearts of people in her town so much that she was next in line to be the head priestess of Athena's shrine in her town. 
And in order to become like this head priestess, she had to stay away from any temptations of love. So she had to stay pure, right? Because Athena is pure, okay? I mean, that's just the language they use. I see, I they I see where you're going me. with this, okay. You yeah. get it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, Athena in the myths is the goddess of war and wisdom. But in practice, she is jealous of other women's beauty and overall a bad feminist. So one night... Medusa is chilling in the temple when Poseidon, the god of the sea, notices how gorgeous she is and he tries to get with her and she refuses and she like runs to the safety of Athena in like the castle and stuff like that and he just like uses his godly power and gets what he wants and yeah, he rapes her. And Athena comes down from heaven, from fucking Olympus, Mount Olympus, and she sees that this had happened and out of jealousy or out of rage a little bit of both she punishes medusa and gives her snakes for hair as well as a curse which turns people who look at her in the eyes to stone absolutely what isn't that insane excuse me isn't that crazy i did Mm -hmm. what no that is not at all where i thought that that story was going at that point no, she didn't. What? I know, right? She didn't she do said anything no. wrong. She ran away. Yeah. She ran away. And in one of the in one of the myths, there's like a couple versions. In one of the myths, she actually like takes like this water jug and like smashes it on Poseidon's head because she wants to keep her virtue so badly because that's how much she loves Athena. That's how much she wants to be the high priestess. And then Athena comes down and sees that they like desecrated the church or whatever. And instead of showing any mercy whatsoever and instead of getting mad at poseidon who was the dick that fucking did this shit she punishes medusa are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like girl absolutely terrible really really bad feminist (laughs) like that is not what we stand for at all that's like victim victim blaming like 101 right there Uh um and, like, there's there's two versions of this story where they try to explain, like, Medusa's personality at the beginning, like, before this horrible thing happened to her. And one of them is that she's, like, really vain and she's a show-off. And one of them is that she's, like, super coy and, like, really, like, not aware of her beauty and, like, really chill and stuff like that. And the myth kind of hints at the fact that if she was vain, then she deserved it because she was drawing attention away from um, from, like, the beauty of Athena. <laughs> I'm having so Super many flashbacks to the Satan episode. Okay, I'm glad you said that because there's actually a Satanist part in this. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yay! We love Satan on this episode. On we this podcast. love Satanism. I know, right? Um. Okay, so I had like this theory, which actually turned out to be like a real thing. So I had this theory that maybe because I really just didn't want to believe that Athena was that mean so i was like maybe athena did it as a protection thing for her so like she is low-key a feminist she gave medusa this power right so that she can protect herself from creepy men and i looked into it more and that's the pagan version so that's like their version of what happened is that medusa was given power so that no one else can ever like do that to her again type of thing i I, I see that argument, but I feel like if they were actually trying to give her power, they would have given her the power. She's the one that can turn people into stone, right? This is this is what yeah, Medusa is. Just by okay, looking yeah. at them. If they actually 
gave her that power, she'd be able to choose who she could turn into stone or not. Because isn't it the I whole know. thing that, like, doesn't she, like, turn her father into get- stone? Yeah, she turns, like, um, this guy who had been her best friend for a really long time. And, like, he comes in to check on her after, like, she gets, like, the snake for hair. Mm-hmm. And he comes in to check on her and she turns him into, like, yeah. stone. And then a bunch of people on the way out. And she was like, I have to live in exile. Like, I can't do this to anybody. Like, she takes it on as, like, such a personal thing. Like, because she, she's so sweet and such a good person that she puts in herself in exile. Yeah, she can't so, live like this. She can't keep hurting people. Yeah, I, I reject that argument because I do think that if it was for her and for her own protection and happiness and safety, mm-hmm. she would have had the option to like be like, that person's a bad person. I'm going to turn that person into stone. This person's my best friend. I need them in my life. I want yeah. them to live. Like, it's, yeah. So. I don't know. It's so sad. I don't, I don't think so. It's such a lonely lonely life too like just living in a cave and like whenever people come visit her or even look at her they turn into stone right in front of her never never could find love never oh my god okay chance. i don't so know sad. if i'm digging too deeply into this but mm-hmm. is this like a story about pretty privilege because she oh, had god, is it? pretty privilege and people hated and her for that it. and I feel like this thought isn't fully developed yet, but something about, like, the fact that people that she looks at, the people that are, like, directly in contact with her turn into stone and, like, aren't people reminds me of, like, the, like, superficial interactions that pretty people might have on a day-to-day basis and people that are just trying to, like, get with them or a piece of their prettiness instead of actually, like, who are you as a person I want to be your friend, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. I mean, her whole personality at the beginning of it was that she is pretty. Like, that was a big personality trait for her is, like, how beautiful she is and how she mm-hmm. grew up to be even more beautiful. And Athena was jealous of how beautiful she was. And, you know, this whole thing happened. Hmm. I mean, so possibly. Fun. There was, like, another version of it that... um she was bringing people to Athena's temple more than ever before, but it was because, like, men wanted to go there to, like, see how beautiful she was. <laughs> instead of Typical, actually, yeah. like, pay attention to Athena. Yeah, I know, right? Yep. <laughs> instead of actually worshipping the god. <laughs> so Athena was like, okay, I mean, I don't know I don't know about this. Like, this is a little, this is a little strange. I don't know. Um, okay, so I also kind of had another theory that these stories were passed down by men. gentlemen... <laughs> Men, 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 menly men, men, men. Uh, <laughs> so, um, every time there's, yeah. I, from the way I see it, there's about three versions of the story, and all of the, maybe like the first one that kind of happened before it was interpreted, um, it feels like it was a little bit of like a victim blaming mindset about mm-hmm. sexual assault. Like women are objects, and if they are beautiful, then like that's just what's gonna like yeah. happen to them, and like that they need to like they need to be having sex like otherwise what's the point you know she can't just be a high priestess like she needs to she needs to serve her purpose kind of thing which oh my god so see sad. now i'm thinking about like megan fox and that interview that we talked about yeah. about how like feminism right? wasn't for her and if something happened to her like people would be like well yeah that's what happens to you and people who look like you yeah guys it's Medusa it's so is crazy megan like, fox. These are- she is she is the megan fox dude she is oh she so is like i feel so bad for her she is such a oh she's such a victim um and then i was also kind of thinking that 
um, Athena is like one of the only goddesses on Mount Olympus. So possibly she had some internalized like patriarchal ideas about women and about like how they should be treated so instead of kind of like standing by her fellow lady and like realizing how like fucked up what happened to her was she kind of was like okay let's see like what the men would do in this situation and like she chose to be on the side of poseidon Mm -hmm. instead of like choosing the the girl's side who like you know she was obviously in the right on this one (laughs) so yeah i think it's just like an example of like internalized stuff manifesting itself like in her power and stuff like that which is crazy because it's still i don't know how the story is like so relevant so relevant to everything (laughs) yeah that like idea of like competition between um females that like we have to bring each other down in order to succeed because like there's not enough room for every female to succeed and like that's what she was doing she was like oh there's this other beautiful female and this is an opportunity to like knock her out of the knock her out of the running yeah exactly so now like no man will want her because she's so ugly and she like can't have any man because she literally like there's like there's a weird confusion between whether it's because of how ugly she turns them to stone because they're like oh god i can't look at you (laughs) or (laughs) or because it's a power okay does she only turn men into stone or does she turn everybody into stone um there's also two versions of that where oh. it's only men or it's everybody yeah so there's one mm. version where she lives in the cave with her two sisters her two gorgon sisters yeah and then there's another version where she's just like alone and she continues to worship athena by herself even Ew. though like i know even though she did her so dirty and like athena like sees it from up above okay and, like, i feel like bug. that version is the man version just and i feel like the one where she gets to live with her sisters and lives a very happy life without men might be (laughs) might be the real real female version sounds like an okay life honestly like it does sound okay if i could just turn (laughs) men that i interact with in my life into stuff yeah might not be the worst thing could be okay just like live with your gal pals in a cave sounds great and then you're one Sign of your girls, up. like, because they were both monsters, and now she's also, like, a monster, oh. in quotes, because um, she's still awesome. I so, love so now that. I love together. that. They're breaking those, like, <laughs> stereotypes that they have to be, like, attractive to be valuable, and they're like, no, fuck you, we're just going to be two ugly old hags living in a cage, <laughs> living happily ever after. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. this version. Isn't that so sweet? It's a good version. one. It's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to bring you guys um, into part two of the myth. Oh, okay. Which you will recognize from the hit book series, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. It's okay if you haven't seen it or listened to it or read it. It's totally fine. Um, Okay, so basically there's this um, guy named Perseus, right? And he uh it all starts with like this prophecy that this woman's uh i think her name is denae denae their names are were like weird so um her dad gets a prophecy that his grandchild will kill him so once the woman denae has her baby that's the baby that is prophesized to kill the dad and the dad doesn't want to die so he locks them in a trunk and throws them over the side of a cliff into the ocean right what else are you gonna do of course (laughs) that's the only option kill both the mom and the baby duh yeah but instead of dying 
um, they wash up on shore somewhere and they live like a really happy life on this island and like everything is awesome. And then one day Perseus uh, gets sent on this mission by, I think he like reunites with his grandfather or something. And his grandfather still in the back of his mind is like, I know you're going to kill me. So he's like, I'm going to kill you first. So he sends him on this impossible mission to go kill Medusa. And Wait, how did he know that dudes... they were still alive? Because he threw them over Medusa? a cliff, didn't he? Or the grandfather, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the grandpa. No, um, I'm honestly, I don't just, know. Just they knew? must have washed up and then... <laughs> just, just knew. Yeah, I don't know. He was like a king or something. So I guess kings talk, possibly, through like <laughs> messenger so. pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um... I don't really remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if like no, there's any like Greek myth people in the audience who are like, God, oh, this is what happened, you idiot. But the point oh, is. Oh, if there is, <laughs> please tell us. Let us know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so Perseus gets sent on this mission, which is like the plan is to kill him. The plan is that he's going to go on this impossible mission and he's not going to be able to make it. And he's going to die just like everybody else who tries to go kill Medusa because they all get turned to stone and they never come back. Right. So um, he gets sent. And unfortunately, um, it turns out that he is a demigod and he is actually the child of uh, Zeus, I think. Zeus and the woman. Um, Yeah, so he gets a lot of help along the way. He gets like this um, helmet that helps him fly from someone. He gets a shield that is so reflective that you can see it's like a mirror basically. And it's from, it's actually from Athena, which was, I thought was really interesting that Athena gifted him with something to like, take down medusa i was oh, like girl no. girl chill you are, you are you've done enough you've done enough. i know right you like this girl is that. living in exile i really didn't anyways um and then um like right before he goes up to the cave he gets this invisibility um invisibility like cloak or helmet or something like that oh sorry the shoes helped him fly and then he got a helmet that made him invisible oh Obviously, that was the most useful one, right? Okay. <laughs> He's invisible. She can't look at him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up in the middle of the night. She's asleep. He fucking chops her head right off. She's dead. That's it. Is that so crazy? <laughs> so, in cold blood, he murders this woman. That happens so quickly. Living... I expected there to be I know. more build up I'm towards sorry. that. Wow. No, okay. that's it. He he's Aww. undefeatable at this point. Like he has so many good weapons. And there's a theory going around that apparently Medusa pitied what she sorry, Athena pitied Medusa for what she did to her because she's living in exile, that she gave Perseus like a piece of armor, which was the shield, in order to help him kill her so that it'll put her out of her misery, pretty much. She has a daughter though. She's isn't she living with her daughter right now? Uh, no, sorry. She was living with her sisters. That's in a different myth, though, that she lives with her sisters. Like, there's one where she's living alone. No, no, no. And on this island, though, didn't you say that, like... Oh, wait, is Medusa the child? Hold on. I'm lost somewhere. Who's the child sorry, that's sorry. going to kill the grandpa? Who's is it Medusa? The... It's Perseus. That's why he was sent on the mission to kill Medusa, because they wanted to kill him so that he wouldn't come back and kill the grandpa. Does that make sense? No. I'm still lost. Okay, Medusa so is... Medusa's... She's in a cave. Medusa's in a cave. She's in a cave, just chilling. Everything that happened to her still happened to her. Yes, I, yeah. This is kind of like a separate thing about how she, like, eventually came to die. And it's because of oh, a wait. random prophecy. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So they, did they send Perseus on the mission because it was a death mission? Yes. Oh, so they sent him on it so that he would die. 
Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I understand now. Sorry I thought that Medusa was sorry living on an island with her child and that her child was the one that would kill the grandpa and that oh. Perseus was trying to kill the child. <laughs> I was totally on a different... I understand what's oh, happening. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I might have made that a little no, bit confusing. No, I think that Sorry, was me. Everybody. I think that was me. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Okay. So, this prophesized kid who was supposed to die instead, like, kills Medusa. And, um, and so, yeah, like, Medusa, fuck. like, bleeds out. And, like, apparently, yeah, literally. And apparently, um, this is kind of a cool little tidbit. The Pegasus is born from Medusa's blood. Oh, cool. That is cool. Yeah. Also, I and just... And apparently... I think it's kind of funny that she was asleep because everyone gave her, gave Perseus all of these things to defeat her. And <laughs> he didn't even need point, them. Courtney. Like, she was asleep. Didn't matter if he, he was invisible or if he could her. fly. Yeah. Like, just... Seriously. So all of that was useless. Just she... Yeah, thanks, guys. God. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, the Pegasus is born and, like, something else with a golden something is born. And, um, and... Okay, this part was a little, like, so I'm not 100% sure that she's dead because he, Perseus, keeps the head to, like, bring back to the king to, like, be like, hey, I did it. <laughs> like, you know, like you kill me, right? Yeah. And he takes the head out and actually one of the servants turns to stone. <gasps> so her head, the curse is still activated on her head. And it goes on t- with Perseus to help him win a shit ton of wars, protects him in battle. Just like starts like, bringing just does... her head everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And it just like does so many oh. good things for him. Like he becomes almost undefeatable because he just turns his enemies to stone. Like there's a picture of him like holding up the head against an army and they're all like, yeah, like, they'll just p- get I... become petrified. I really don't know how I feel about that. I just... I know, right? It's that's, very, very confusing. Like, really she weird. lives on, and she becomes the symbol of protection. Like, a lot of people see her as a symbol of protection because she protected him like that, and maybe because Athena put this curse on her to protect her from men in the future kind of thing, like that mm-hmm. other theory that okay, possibly but then... Athena was a feminist. Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Go ahead, yep. Okay, it's, it's almost finished. So um, then the Ath- Athenians begin to carve the face of Medusa onto their shields and onto like anything as like a show of like gratitude I guess to like how much she helped them win wars and shit like that and and Athena's totally fine with it she's like yeah put her put her like face in stone on all of your shields like it's fine like I don't know maybe it shows a little bit of like pity like she does feel sorry and she's trying to honor Medusa because maybe she recognizes what she did was super fucked up so, yeah. But, okay. So I just wanted to bring it back to the whole, like, you said that maybe Athena um, cast this spell to, like, protect her from men in her future. Mm-hmm. But then a man uses that power to protect him. You know, Perseus starts taking this head everywhere. Isn't this that power so that was used to fucked? protect her from him, he's now using to protect himself. Hello. Isn't that, like, hello? Like, hello? your feminism went so poorly. <laughs> like, it just did not. I don't. This is this goes back to her internalized, like, internalized male thing in her head because she's like, oh, good, it's helping a man. Like, it's helping the hero. Like, love the that. The man that <laughs> killed her, that killed yeah. Medusa and then stole the power that was supposed to kill him. That's so weird. 
I can't decide yeah. if I think that like maybe the Greeks weren't feminists or that this story has mm. just been like really, really passed on through like male lines yeah. lineages. It's <laughs> probably it. They love to believe that like Athena is this woman who just like loves men and like hates other women. Like that's literally just the moral of the story. Like <laughs> And they're like, the goddess of war. <laughs> she will protect our men. Yeah. Like, bro, Medusa is a real goddess of war. I don't know about you, but. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm having so many different thoughts right now of like, is Athena it's the really... bad feminist or is everyone else the bad feminist? You know, that mm. just told the story weird. I I know it's it's very confusing there's a couple there's a couple different versions I mean we could believe what the pagans believe and that you know Athena did it because um Medusa was such a devout like a follower such a devout Mm -hmm. priestess that she never wanted even to like be around love or around men or anything like that and that's something like you need to like stay like a virgin if you want to um if you want to fuck with Athena, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, because Athena is also pure. <laughs> She's also very virtuous. Um, so maybe it was, like, to continue her devotion mm-hmm. that she forced her to become, like, this eternal priestess to her with because she wasn't allowed to, like, see this ma- these men. And, like, Medusa still loved Athena. Like, like I said before, she was still, like, found, like, worshipping her sometimes. So... It's interesting how, like, the assumption is, is that if she doesn't see men, that she will not, like, that she will remain, like, a virgin or pure. Mm-hmm. There's a very, like, heterosexual bias with that. Because oh, hell yeah, dude. Maybe, she, maybe in, like, she's freaking... just gay. Maybe her and <laughs> Athena are in love. No, maybe Athena, so. no, maybe Athena came down and was like, yo, this dude's getting with my girl. I'm going to make sure my girl isn't looking at any men. Maybe. And then Medusa just went to the cave and, like, continued to worship her lover. Yeah. And Athena's like, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So then when everyone, like, kept using her face, she was like, oh, hell yeah. I love that face. Oh, she probably loved it. Yeah. She's like, I want to see it everywhere. Like, you know, rest in peace to my lover. (laughs) It's just something to think about, guys. Like, Definitely. I mean, it sounds like they were in love. Now that you look like look at it like that, like she just loved her devout little girl. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I shouldn't weird. have said little girl. <laughs> <laughs> she just loved her devout priestess. I'm so sorry, guys. I feel so weird about that now. It's okay. <laughs> really uncomfortable trigger warning (laughs) yeah but it's just like interesting how there's this assumption that if she can't look at a man yeah that she will remain that she'll be a virgin yeah it's like bruh bruh forget it like she has snakes on her head you know like little (laughs) forgetting about something very important here yeah (laughs) oh man in conclusion Everybody sees her as this monster, this villain, but she never really goes to war with people. She lives on her own. She, the only people that die is people who show up to kill her. And I think Poseidon and Athena are the real villains here. Everybody just give Medusa a break. Leave Medusa alone! (laughs) (laughs) I agree with this. Like, she literally never once did anything wrong. Yeah, she was just, she was on her way to being, like, a high priestess. Like, she loved Athena and, like, 
then fucking the love of her life comes down and punishes her so that you'll never look at another man i'm really like into this they're in love theory i'm not gonna lie yeah it's <laughs> kind of good. fits pretty everything good theory. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Poor um, I feel so bad for her. I remember hearing this story I know, when I was too. young. I think like an old babysitter told it to me, and like the f- even the first time I heard the story, I just felt really bad for Medusa that she like yeah anyone that she looked at would turn to stone, and she was like so alone and lonely, and it's so Such sad that she put herself existence. into exile just to yeah, like protect everybody else around her. I know. Is that the saddest thing ever? Like, she has such a good heart. Could she (laughs) have just, like, closed her eyes? Would that have been an alternative solution? Just get a blindfold? (laughs) I think that could have been an alternative solution. But there was also the issue of her, like, in the other myth, just being just straight up ugly. That, like, scared people to stone because (laughs) of how ugly she is. But if it was in the eyes, then yes, absolutely. Definitely stand by that, like, whole bandana around the eyes yeah. theory. Like, I think that would have worked really yeah. well, you know? She would have been at least able to have conversations with people. Yeah, and, like, been able like, to stay with to her family so and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Super interesting, right? Thank you um, There's that. one last oh, yeah. thing that I want to bring up. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know if this is super relevant, but Poseidon is Athena's uncle. Because Athena is the daughter of Zeus, and Poseidon is Zeus's brother. Ew. Uh, yeah. Ew. <laughs> and, she, and she was jealous of Poseidon. <laughs> or sorry, she was jealous that Poseidon wanted um, Medusa. Why? So, why? <laughs> that's that's a great question, Courtney. I mean, so disgusting. Wow. Okay. Really, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to like throw that in there. It wasn't super. Athena, like, I'm. You're kind of weird. Kind of. Um, yeah. no, I'm gonna Athena. lie, girl. You're kind of weird. Kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and not like the good kind of weird. Not like the musical theater kid kind of weird. But like you're, you're yeah, the wrong yeah. kind of weird. We don't like you here. Just the wrong kind of weird. Like where are you from, girl? Where are you really from, girl? Oh. Alabama. <laughs> that's disgusting. Mm, Ew. That's pretty weird. Ew. Pretty weird. Ew. Maybe that's why she couldn't, like, hurt him, though, because he was family. Ew. I don't know. <laughs> still ew. Yes. I still reject that. Still super ew. I still yeah, reject that. Super disgusting. Anyways, on that gross note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for sticking around. <laughs> thank you, Lydia. So that was for Courtney's part. That was, no, I went through so such fun. an emotional roller coaster, that whole thing. I was just like, what? <laughs> You really did. That was great. Thank you. You're so welcome. That was a lot of fun. I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow that act too well. Yeah, you got this. Um, (laughs) But... Today, I wanted to talk about um, people who clap for the plane when it lands. I know that this is, like, a pretty (laughs) contested thing. Like, a lot of people have heard about this controversy. But Mm. I wanted to cover it because I wanted to cover it. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. 
<clears throat> and you have you have a pro clapper here. So Oh my no, you are? <laughs> Yeah. That makes it so it's interesting. Thing. It's a Polish thing. Okay, this it touches is. on the, sw- so many points that I have. <laughs> so many points. Okay. Uh, I'm an anti-clapper. So this brings an interesting uh, energy into the studio here today. Um, I'm grateful for the pilot's <laughs> hard work and okay, the crew. So <laughs> let me ask you before we start. Why do you clap? Sure. Um, well, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. And, you know, the first time I like took an airplane ride through somewhere that wasn't Poland or full of Polish people and people didn't clap, I was very concerned and I was very embarrassed because I was like the only one out of like maybe this one other Polish lady on the other side of the plane who was clapping. <laughs> so it was really embarrassing. I like put my hands down really fast. I was like, oh my God, why is no one clapping? And it was like that awkward, like you start clapping and then like no one it just fade claps, out. So you kind of stop. Yeah. And then like one other person is like, so awkward but i've just been doing it for a long time um i i don't know i i don't know if it's like a superstitious thing like it's a polish thing like we've been through a lot so maybe we're very grateful when like a plane doesn't <laughs> crash i don't know you're just like grateful every chance that you have in your life not to die you're like oh, exactly we're like oh god, god. we survived someone, that one someone didn't come for us someone wasn't tr- going out of their way to take our land uh, destroy our people ruin our language all right <laughs> All right. Um, (laughs) So you don't actually know why you clap then. You just clap because, like, it's a cultural thing. You don't have, like, any personal reasons why you clap. I I mean... You're not clapping for, like... like, I'm grateful to be alive, I guess, after the plane lands. But, like, (laughs) I, I don't feel any ways if I don't clap, like... If I don't clap at the end of it, I'm like, okay, like, it was just another flight, you know? But, like, on Polish planes, I'm always like, go off! All right, so... <laughs> but yeah, um, you're right. I don't have any personal... To give you guys, thing. like, a little a bit of a history, um, the first recorded case of clapping on an airplane um, was in Cincinnati, and there was this, like, flight where the engines kind of failed, and it was, like, really dicey, and um, they landed. It was an American Airlines flight, and when, upon landing, everybody started clapping in relief. Mm-hmm. And like the pilot actually like wrote that into his notes that everybody like clapped when they landed, and that was the first time that they had ever recorded that people clapped on landings. So that's kind of when it started. So I don't know if I said the year, but it was 1946. My memory is okay, a little. My memory is a little off. Hey, today, that's so. during World War II. There you go. Um. So there's a sociologist. His name is Clark McPhail, and he actually has spent dedicated his life to understanding <laughs> why people clap. No. How Which did you I find this really person, Courtney? Okay, you find I, the craziest people on the internet? <laughs> I went a little too far with this because I actually spent, I would want to say like 10 to 15 minutes trying to figure out what his salary was because I wanted to know <laughs> how much people are paying this man to come up with fun party facts because no one really cares why people clap. Like, it's super relevant for this podcast, but I think that says a lot yeah. about, like, really the importance of that fact. But I couldn't figure out what his <laughs> salary was because he's no longer a professor. Um, he used to teach at the University of Illinois. He no longer does. Oh. And I think it was a long time ago because you can go back to 2010 in their records to find um, salaries, but he wasn't on there. So, Oh. So, yeah. yeah he might, been a while might be an old If man. he was studying it in 46, probably a while back. Yeah. So anyways. He's dedicated his life. 
Um, so he says that um, people are kind of trained from um, people are sorry, people are conditioned to clap and people actually like learn this during childhood where like parents are always like grabbing baby's arms and like clapping them for them and teaching kids how to clap and like throughout your childhood you kind of learn that like oh whenever my parents start to clap I have to start clapping along because that's a socially acceptable Mm -hmm. thing to do so he says it's actually like a knee-jerk reaction that we have to clap on command when we hear other people clap so he says that, that in the phenomenon of like flight clappings or flight applause, um, it really only takes one person and a lot of anti-clappers might actually join in in the applause without even realizing it just because of this knee-jerk reaction that we have when we hear other people clapping, we have to start clapping too because like that's the socially acceptable thing to do. That is so interesting. Yeah. Um, And then he said that there's, like, this interesting thing that happens in the minds of, like, non-clappers, that as a non-clapper, you think that nothing impressive has happened. But when you feel yourself start to clap, you kind of have to, like, start to reevaluate whether you're wrong. You're like, wait, was this flight really turbulent? Is there a reason I should be clapping? (laughs) Like, what's going on here? Oh, interesting. Um, Well, the stakes are so high. I mean, like, yeah, you probably should take a second to think about, like how how crazy that is that you, that someone just flew a tin can through the sky with like 800 people on it and like you landed safely you were going 6,000 kilometers an hour bro <laughs> like, yeah it's pretty impressive I would say <laughs> and it's like interesting because anti-clappers feel so strongly about this like some of the quotes that I found on the internet I'll share them with you um, okay. This one person said to me, "It dis- the display suggests a lack of sophistication that only serves to identify the infrequent flyers on board." Oh, <laughs> that's rude. And this kind of actually <laughs> is backed up by a little bit of science because um, this phenomenon normally happens most in places where flying is really expensive and mm-hmm. where people don't fly very often. So there uh... is actually a link between like clapping on flights and how often a person flies oh my god so people who are maybe like a little bit nervous and like unsure about their flight because they don't fly a lot or more likely to clap so that is kind of backed up and then i found this one like really funny tweet it's by um someone named greggy boy he says Mm. picture this you're 31 Mm. you just married your soulmate and you're on your way to your beautiful honeymoon the plane lands in Mm. bora bora and as it touches mm. the ground, your wife begins clapping. She's mm-hmm. an airplane clapper. You get on a plane right back to America and you never speak again. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really funny. Uh, so I thought that was really like, funny, actually, too. Um, I'm going to stay on the plane. Um, you you can go. Have fun in Bora Bora. We can't ever speak again. <laughs> um, take the dog. I don't care. <laughs> take, take the house. Take it all. <laughs> I just can never talk to you again. <laughs> Plain clapper. Okay, and something else that I thought was really interesting that is even more interesting now that I know that you're a pro clapper is okay. that I found a video of Lynn Manuel Miranda on Uh-oh. a plane, okay? And it's a picture of the okay. flight, is a video of the flight landing and him starting to clap and he's the only one that's clapping. And the caption to it is, how you find out you're the only Latino on the flight. (laughs) 
Oh, so he is of Spanish so descent. So he is of Spanish descent. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Apparently okay, it is are bad for that. We did not know that. But okay, it's a cultural thing then. Yeah, it is a cultural thing. So it's more mostly cited in um Latino cultures. Um a lot of people like tie it back to flying within Latin America and that a lot of these yeah. people are surprised when their first international flights happen and there is no clapping that happens. Um, yes, very surprised. It also happens most often in vacation spots versus non-vacation spots. So I guess it's people like being excited yeah. about arriving to where they are. And yeah, that makes apparently sense. it happens pretty much every single time a plane lands in Israel. Oh. Yeah. Because well, people they've are, also been through a lot. No, people are really <laughs> people have like really strong like religious connections to the land of Israel, and that's why people clap yeah. when they land in Israel because they're so happy to be there. Oh, that makes sense. Isn't that kind of oh, cool? That's so that's actually really pure. I thought that's that was really, really sweet. Pure as well. <laughs> that's really nice. Oh, um, yeah, the chosen land. <laughs> <laughs> and then in an online poll of thirty nine thousand people conducted by BuzzFeed, only thirteen percent. Of participants admit to cabin clapping so it's actually admit yeah i know admit. I, I heard hold that on. too <laughs> there's hold a lot on. of shaving that key happens so. <laughs> keyword here is that sometimes pro clappers won't admit to pro clapping because i think that i think it's be- partly because of what you were saying the earlier shame. that they will clap along if they hear other people clapping. So, like, you can't, as a non clapper, you cannot say that you have never clapped on a plane because you probably have. It's true. You probably got off and were like, oh, that was weird. I went against everything I know. And then you just lie to BuzzFeed because, like, fucking who cares, right? <laughs> as long as your morals stay intact. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's you a good point. It, that's a good point because I'm, it. I'm a non clapper, but I have mm-hmm. clapped on one plane that landed. Mm. But there I was you go. still, Which plane was it? Um, it was actually a plane when they thought that our landing gear was broken. <laughs> it's like a really crazy story. So we were flying, we were flying home from the UK. We have like family in the UK, so we were visiting, and we were flying oh, home. Um, I don't. I want to say that I was like maybe in high school, like mm-hmm. the early teens, is my best guess. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember, but we were flying home, and we were like probably an hour into our flight. And the pilot comes on to, like, the little radio, and he's like, I just wanted to let everyone know. I don't want to, like, stress anyone out, but um, some of the, like, passengers have reported, like, a burning smell on the plane. Um, We're checking this out. No need to panic. Just wanted to let everyone know. So we're like, okay, that's weird, whatever. And then 30 minutes later, he comes back on to the little announcement thing, and he's like, so the smell of the burning hasn't um, gone away. We're not really sure what it is, but we're about to start flying over the Atlantic Ocean. And I actually don't feel safe going over the Atlantic Ocean with this burning <gasps> smell on board. So he's like, we're I'm actually so turning around and heading back to the UK now. So he turned oh the plane God. around and we had to sit through <gasps> another hour and a half to get back to England. <laughs> Damn. And then... Okay, so right before we are like, he's like, okay, we're going to be starting our descent soon. So like everyone gets all ready. And then he comes on the announcements and he was like, I don't want anyone to panic. I just thought I'd let you know I've invited, I've invited emergency services to meet us on the runway. So, and like you look (laughs) out, you look out the window and there's like five fire trucks and like three ambulances, like on the side of the runway. Uh no and he was like, yeah, just didn't, way don't wanna let, i don't want anyone to panic just just so you know um just don't be alarmed we were like what do you mean don't be alarmed <laughs> so 
so <laughs> it yeah, it was pretty stressful. And then I was sitting Holy beside shit. my brother. We were both pretty stressed. And I want to say like 10 seconds before the wheels hit the ground, my brother looks at me and he's like, wait, what if the burning smell was the landing gear? And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What if the landing gear? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh and then we landed and we were fine. I still don't know what the burning oh, smell was. God. We all had to get off the plane and then wait for like two hours for them to find us another plane. And then we had to get back on that plane. Oh, and then wow. we had to do an eight hour flight to Canada. It was a very long day. Oh, oh my God. But I did, Holy I did shit. Clap. What a roller coaster. I did clap yeah. when those wheels <laughs> hit the ground and the plane did not explode. That was... That's oh my god, movie. I would have been clapping my ass off. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, so I, yeah, we did it. We made it out I alive. I clapped on that, but it wasn't for anything other than relief. <sighs> that is so stressful. Yeah, I can't stressful. believe it. That was insane. It's, oh <laughs> it's probably the the right phalange. <laughs> probably the right phalange, yeah. Um... <laughs> the plane didn't even have a phalange! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm a non-clapper. <laughs> Um, and yeah, if yeah. I had taken that poll, I would have said that I was a non-clapper, but I have clapped. Mm. So you're right. This is kind of a misleading mm-hmm. statistic. Um, <laughs> I feel so bad. Like you went through a traumatic experience. You're like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I have clapped. Like, obviously you would have clapped at that point. Yeah. Like, of course, of course. <laughs> like I was, think- I was thinking more in the sense of like a group think mindset where like, it's just a regular flight. You get a little bit of turbulence. Someone starts clapping. You maybe start clapping too. You know, you're feeling good, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely in emergency situation, like I it's would okay be overjoyed. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can still call yourself a non-clapper. I give you the pass as a pro-clapper. I give you the pass. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and like a lot of um, like articles online say that people clap because it's like a sign of respect for the pilot and like their skill. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is the point yeah, that really sure. annoys me. Okay, this is the biggest issue that I have with plane clappers. Okay, so first of all, something that I learned is that the pilots can't hear you clapping in the cockpit. Really? They can't hear anything that's happening out there. And apparently the crew also doesn't tell the pilots because literally no one cares. The pilots don't care. The crew doesn't (laughs) care. No one tells the pilots if anyone's clapping. Pilots don't care to hear it. Um, how did the pilot? How did the pilot in 1946 know that the crew that everyone was? Well, that was like the first time I guess the phenomenon had been recorded. So I'm sure the crew told them. The pilots oh, are like, yeah, oh, people right. clapped okay, yeah. upon landing. You know, they were yeah, really happy okay, to be okay. there. I'm sure, you know, like in emergent situations, I'm sure the crew was like, oh, everybody was really relieved, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so not For only does no one care, there's actually a lot of pilots that <laughs> hate it. So one what? pilot was interviewed. Somebody like asked him, what do you think about like plane clapping? And he said, don't even think about it. That was his reply. He says that pilots actually have no idea what's happening in the cockpit and that smooth landings can actually be really bad and dangerous. So it's kind of rude for you to clap, according to him. He's kind of rude, but um, he says it's kind of rude for you (laughs) to clap. a little rude. Um, Okay. And he says this. He says this, which is like also really rude but it's kind of funny at the same time he said the point being we don't really pay attention to any applause from the back because we grade ourselves based on the situation that day we're not really interested in what seat 20b thinks oh my god that's literally so so rude oh my god this guy has like a crazy god complex going on right now i know (laughs) a narcissist that's insane um his point does stand though i guess if they can't hear it and a lot of people on <clears throat> <Sounds American. laughs> um, Reddit 
uh, relate airplane clapping to um, movie theater clapping, which I think is a really interesting comparison because it's kind of similar because people who clap at the end of the movie, like, why are you doing that? No one's ever going to know. The director's not there. The actors aren't there. The movie theater that you're at isn't going to call up those people and be like, hey, everybody clapped for your movie. Literally, no one cares. No one's going to know that you clapped. And it's kind of the same situation for airplane clapping. The pilot doesn't really know and doesn't really care. You also... Yeah. You don't clap when your barista brings you coffee. You don't clap when your Uber driver drops you off at your apartment. Why are you clapping for a pilot? He is doing nothing but his job. Absolutely nothing but his job. And most of his job is automated. I'm sorry if there's pilots listening. Oh, it is? Yeah, most most <laughs> of being a pilot is automated. They mm. they put on autopilot for majority of the flight. I think they for like most do... of the flight, but then for like this the important parts though are not automated, right? Like the taking off and the landing parts, the parts that are the most dangerous. I mean okay. like it does take a certain amount of skill. That's right? fair. Totally fair point. But it actually brings me to the point that bugs me the most. If there is a pyramid for <laughs> things that bug me, this is the one that sits on the top. Is that the pilot landing the plane is not impressive and it's not an altruistic act because the pilot is on the plane. If the pilot does not land the plane, the pilot dies. The pilot is not looking out for anyone's life other than his own. It's not like it's somebody (laughs) sitting in a remote room that's making the decision to save everybody on this plane. If the pilot doesn't land the plane, he dies. Yeah, He's just thinking about himself. Point. Why Why are we clapping for him? Why are we like, oh my God, that was so nice of him to land this plane. He's keeping us alive. No, he's keeping himself alive. That's all he's doing, guys. It's not, it's, not, it's not nice of him. It's not nice of him. It just means that your pilot wasn't suicidal, which is good. I mean, good. lucky. Good, good day. Good. Good and day. if we're clapping about Holy that, shit. then I guess, I guess we can clap about yeah. that. But. I, I mean, maybe yeah, we could clap me. in respect for the crew, too, for their work. Like, they worked pretty hard on the plane. They had to deal with, like, some annoying customers. Yeah, so I'm sure you know, maybe they appreciate it. Yeah. Like, the crew is probably like, oh, nice. Oof, that was that was a performance. Like, thank you for your applause. Like, I literally had to be smiling and, like, so cheery the entire time. And, like, yeah, maybe there's, there's something there. Also, I wanted to bring it back real quick yeah. to, like, the movie theater thing. I feel like, like, I understand how they are the same, but I still feel like they are very widely not the same because I think when you go to a movie theater where people are clapping is normally a fandom based experience like that's only happened to me when I saw the One Direction movie which was full of One Direction fans so obviously everyone was like "Ah!" (laughs) and it was kind of this like community experience that like there's more people who like appreciate the same thing and it happened to me when I went to go see probably like a marvel movie i'm pretty sure like people clapped at the end of it which like whatever it's fine but it's the point is that it was this like kind of experience of people who were like coming together to be like a fan of something and like to show their support together like not maybe directly to the person but that there's people around you who feel the same amount of appreciation and excitement for the movie that being said we're not fans of airplanes (laughs) like we don't like love planes you know we're not like yeah that was so fun like that was so stressful you know <laughs> so kind of the same but like kind of not yeah like we're not I see that I we're not see, there to like yeah i see like the reason for clapping is different but the point still stands that there's no point because no one knows no one no one cares that you're so. clapping except for each other yeah, but no like that's kind of what i concluded with with this whole 
researched what that I was doing was that I'm like, I'm not against airplane clapping, but I'm against people clapping for the pilot. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool for people to, like, display this collective joy when they land somewhere because they're just so excited to be in that place. I'm okay with that. But, like, can we find a different way to do that than clapping? I Like, just the clapping for the pilot really pisses me off. What do you suggest? Off. We could high-five each other. We could all just give each other high-fives. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So excited to be in the Caribbean with you, you know? I was like, whoa! And I'll take a shot together. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That does sound like fun. We just, I think we got to rethink the whole the whole way we do that because it's okay to be excited about the place that you land but i really hate that we clap for the pilot i think it's really stupid i guess it is their job to like get us there safely uh, 100% and like you're right it's 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 a selfish move to if they don't do their let job all they 600 die. people survive like, yeah duh. yeah yeah <laughs> you know like if somebody held a gun to you know your head and was like cook dinner for your entire family you would do it but then when you gave the dinner to your family they wouldn't be like oh my god you're so selfless thank you so much for cooking us dinner they'd be like you were kind of forced to do that same kind of thing with the pilot they're kind of forced to land the plane that comparison was insane but i definitely sorry it was a little intense i I didn't need to take it that far but that's where my brain went no it worked it worked i mean like an airplane literally is a gun like yeah you could pretty much die there's only second. one way like, that i, I can go really actually there's only two ways that mm. i can go you can survive the flight or yeah. you cannot survive the flight pretty much pretty much i don't think there's a lot of instances of people surviving like falls from that high maybe like the skydiving people like if they're lucky they land in a giant thing of snow and like they create just a little bit of an issue but <laughs> i wonder if there's anyone that just like brings their skydiving gear with them on the plane just in case <laughs> this is my carry-on yeah yeah my carry-on <laughs> The plane starts like going down, they just laptop. pop open the door, jump out. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea though. Well, I mean, like there's something there. There's something there. <laughs> um if there is parachutes. No, there's not. One last like really cool not cool, but like weird fact that I came across is that there's actually some airlines that play a applause track when they land. And Ryanair Whoa. specifically is really notorious for doing that. Um, that, that when they land, weird. there's a celebratory horn that gets blown, and then the recorded Scary. applause noises start playing over the plane's PA system to encourage people to clap. Weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I would why be does so Ryan afraid if that? that happened on a plane. I'd be like, like why? <laughs> yeah, what, first of all, what, that what horn would happening? scare the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it needs to really sound like a celebrate. Yeah, that's really scary. Like, why are we clapping? Mm-hmm. On my plane from um, BC, they played jazz music as, like, oh. once we landed, like, the jazz started playing, and then, like, it continued to play as, like, everyone was packing their stuff up. It was pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> was that your flight to uh, Vancouver Island? It was to... Or No, to... it was home. Oh. Um, to Ontario. Yeah, it was back. But... That sucks. I mean, does Ryanair, like, why would they do that? Do they do a lot of destination things? I don't know. Are they, okay, like, yeah. a part of the vacation crowd? I should have Are their planes more likely to crash? <laughs> yeah no worries they're cheap flights in europe so they fly within okay europe, well I it's think. a i don't know if it's just like a polish thing but poland is in europe so maybe that's a part of that mentality that I like yes so we just clap because we're polish because we're european <laughs> but yeah yeah but it kind of confuses me too because 
one of the arguments was that it actually happens less in Europe because people fly more. But I guess yeah, there's many different too. regions in Europe. And there's probably some that Definitely. fly a little bit more than others. So maybe mm. that's... I don't know. That's weird. But I think Ryanair does fly within Poland. Have you ever heard a laugh track when you're... A, not a laugh track. An applause track. Could you imagine? <laughs> <gasps> That's it, guys. You That's land, it. And everyone's like, ha, 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 That's ha, it. The laugh track plays when you land, and everyone just starts laughing together. That would be fun. I'm, I'm down for that. No. No? <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds I like the high fives better. Okay. <laughs> the laugh track is so strange. Like, <laughs> that would be so cool. Uh, it would be I really would be weird. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, I mean, I definitely I land would be and entertained. Laugh track, I'd, be like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No, I've never heard one. I yeah, I never have. Thank you very much for uh, that one, Courtney. That was great. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Do you have any life updates you would like to share with the people? Um, with the community. Not particularly. <laughs> no. Yeah. My life has been so so boring lately. Um. <laughs> have just I think that my first semester of school created this like false sense of security for me because the workload was kind of light and I was like this is great master's degrees are so easy there's like no mm -hmm. work involved in this and then so they really like really get in and then they just decided <laughs> to absolutely destroy me this semester so Ugh. yeah I've spent like the past two weekends just writing papers and like working till probably eight or nine every night on papers and readings wow. and assignments and so it's just not been Ooh. much fun but both of my big papers are due on monday so Yay. next there's week's podcast hope. looking forward to there's it hope. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's my life that's what about you <laughs> anything new anything a little bit mm. less depressing um, you know, I'm trying to, not really, <laughs> not gonna lie. I've just been like living my regular life. Like I'm getting into a workout routine. Oh, good. Now. Wow. I'm trying to wake up at a regular time. Huh? Yeah. And, um, I'm trying to do a lot of homework, but it's hard because <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> 100%. and like just because it's difficult and like I have to like put in research and stuff which you know I think I've through your journey mm. I've kind of decided that I'm probably never gonna do a master's <laughs> I'm like that is a lot <laughs> like maybe I'm capable of it but it looks extremely stressful and it just it seems like a lot so I mean we'll see yeah I mean it is a lot but Another argument that I will present to you, I guess just to confuse you a little bit, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. is that, like, even though I'm really being, like, destroyed by work right now, all of the work that I'm doing is only stuff that I'm very interested in. Like, it's all related to my research. Well, that's true. So it is a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like as much work when you actually, like, enjoy the research that you're doing. Like, all the papers that yeah, I read, I find sense. really interesting, and I actually like reading them. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, like, that aspect to it. So Yeah, definitely. And also, I'm doing, like, Zoom master's degree. So yeah. it's a completely weird and different experience. That's true. But, yeah. 
So maybe, maybe not. Okay. If you want to we'll do your see. master's, I mean, don't be turned off by years. my experience so far. And also, I'm only a year in, you know? Okay. It could change. I yeah, could love it by true. the end. That's true. You'd be like, I wouldn't take it back for the world. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. See. That's true. That's true. Okay, fine. I won't completely make my mind up on it yet. I'll keep my mind a little open okay. to it. But That's all I'll ask. Yeah. Okay. Mind is open. <laughs> Gates are clear. Clear for landing. I will Anyways. I will conclude the podcast let's, now. Let's bring it to an end. <laughs> I will I will conclude now. <laughs>